I don't buy the idea that, you know, the society the way it is right now, it has to be this way. Welcome to Rewrite the Rules with your host, Alex Starr. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. It's time to live life on your own terms. What do you really want? Good morning, everybody, from wherever you are, and welcome to Rewrite the Rules. I am Alex Starr. And if you are just finding this podcast or you've listened for a while, um, appreciate you tuning in. And, you know, I showcase stories, mindsets, lifestyles uh, to show the possibilities that we all have to live life on our own terms um, and really try and focus on the steps to get there because that's what this is all about. Um, So it's a beautiful Friday here in Austin. Um, I'm about to cruise in um, to the job I have at a startup here, but I wanted to sit down and record just a quick little uh, Friday. I gotta think of I gotta think of something to call these. There's like Monday motivation. I was thinking of something like "fuck it Fridays" or I don't know. Maybe you don't need like a cheesy little quippy thing. Um, you can just talk. Um, but I really wanted to have a quick conversation um, around. A quote that I have been exploring lately and developing into the program I'm working on. Um, And it is, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. And I, you know, you see a quote like that, you know, okay, I'm not what I think I am. Got it. I'm not what you think I am. Okay, cool, cool. My mind still got that. I am what I think you think I am. And when I really started thinking about that, a huge story came to my mind. Um, And this revolves around the identity that we all have wrapped around ourselves, the stories that we're telling ourselves, the beliefs we have. Um, But to me, it all comes down to identity. And... You know, a lot of times I I try and figure out the ways that it's like sharing these things with you guys um, without it being preachy because I fucking can't stand on Instagram or podcasts where it's like, you should go do this or, you know, go do that. It's like, no, go fuck off. (laughs) Like, So I feel like it's almost less narcissistic in a strange way to actually just share where I'm coming from, share my stories. Um, and if it resonates with you and you can relate to that in your own way, um, then perfect. That's the point of this. So wrapping around identities, you know, I realized going back that my relationships, uh, romantic relationships started to get cemented, um, in my brain in terms of the way that I viewed myself in terms of the romantic relationships I kept. So, a little history, you know, had a girlfriend in college for a year and then that ended when I was 23. And then I spent the next five years, 100% single. Right. Um, and that was due to a myriad of factors, you know, um, including that I was never really in one location for longer than five months at a time. Uh, I was traveling a lot. I was doing the firefighting. Um, I was just never in one location. So it wasn't very, um, conducive to, you know, sticking in a relationship. It also was very, um, that was very convenient for me because I never had to break up with anybody because I already, I always had an out. So whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but it was fun. 
Um, so anyway, so you go through like 23 to 28. And through that time, I'm cementing that identity within myself, first of all, right? So I start thinking of myself as Alex, the single guy. I'm Alex, the you know nomadic traveler. I'm Alex. I'm this. I'm this. I'm this. And I'm this. I'm, I'm this type of person. Um, you know, I don't date long term. I'm not looking for a girlfriend. These are all things that I would say out loud to friends of mine, to girls that I would meet, um, and therefore, they started to reflect that back to me. Right. So that meant that I would start to get wedding invitations where I just got one invitation. Right. I didn't get a plus one. Um, I would hear comments from friends of mine that would be things like, oh, you're going to be single forever. Or, you know, a lot of my friends, girlfriends would then like to quiz me on this. Um, if you hear noise in the background right now, there's a lawnmower right outside the window, which is not good timing. Um, and then a lot of my friends, girlfriends would say things like, you're, you know, you're, you're just like the single guy, you know, and, you know, um, oh, I, you know, I, man, you're going to be that 40 year old with no kids and like no wife. And, you know, this isn't like, um, malicious, right? It's not, it's not bad intention. These are my best friends. These are my family members that are saying things like this, right? Because that is the way that I am acting. And that is my identity in that moment. But then they start to reflect that back to me which then solidified my initial identity. So fast forward a little bit to uh, Austin, Texas, you know, and about six months ago where I met this beautiful girl at work um, who will not be named right now, but I might get her on the podcast actually (laughs) for us to sit down and talk Um, and really started going in the direction of a romantic relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend. And that was when I really started to notice all these walls that I'd put up and all of these blockades in my mind in terms of a relationship can get to a certain point before it cannot go any further, right? And the reason it couldn't go any further is because I had decided that that's who I was. And I had decided that that's who I was based on actions that I took from my previous self, right? Which then other people reflected back to me which then made it more of myself. And so I had these blocks up in terms of me literally telling her, no, I do not want a girlfriend, and me telling myself, no, I do not want a girlfriend, when in reality, I had told other people that, hey, I'm open to having a girlfriend, but I, I still had these immense blocks in myself that at that point was a habit. And it's, you know, a lot of the a lot of the people that talk about neuroplasticity and the way that our brains work, it becomes these grooves in your brain, right? And so I had these rivers flowing from five, six years of being single, living that life, telling myself I didn't want a girlfriend, saying that out loud, I don't want a long-term relationship, I don't want all these things. And then, of course, they reflect, they came back to me. Um, and now here I was presented with an opportunity of something that I knew that I wanted, and still my actions reflected the deep grooves that had been put in place over the past five years when I was a different person and I was literally living a different life. Um, And so I think that, especially when it comes to like love and romance and sex and all that, those grooves can get, you know, very cemented in there because not only is it a reflection of an identity, you know, but there's also a lot of fear wrapped up in there. There's a lot of ego wrapped up in there. There's of course sex wrapped up in there. So it becomes very, um, becomes very complicated (laughs) and it becomes like a a, a knotty ball of things to unwind in order to make gains in that. But 
There's also little things that I'm sure we all do that, you know, once again, not trying to get preachy here, but if you, if you look at little things in your life, the way you do certain things, not that everything should be wiped out, but there's going to be little things that you realize you've been doing for a long time for no other reason except for that that's the way you've always done them. I'll give you an example. Um, I've m- mentioned this on the, my podcast before, especially the one I just had with uh, Colin Beaven, who is this incredible guy who wrote this book, How to Be Alive, and pretty much all about creating this life around the best things in, in the world instead of uh, trying to just focus on your career and stuff. Um, that's like two episodes back. But anywho... I was talking about it on the podcast, um, how I remember I went and I was looking at myself in the mirror, like before I took a shower or something. And I thought to myself, man, I'd love to go get a haircut because I'd been about a month. And right away, I remember thinking, well, man, I got to wait another month or two to get a haircut because that's what I always do. I always get a haircut every two to three months, right? And then I sat there and I looked at myself and I I remember this distinctly. I remember some switch going off and me realizing, dude, you can just go get a haircut if you want. You don't have to do that every time just because that's what you've done. And it sounds so dumb. It sounds so simple, uh, you know, in the third person, me saying this now on the podcast, that it, it, it took me that realization to see that, wait, I had, I had used to get haircuts every three months, even four months, because I liked my hair longer and, um, you know, save money. And I always told myself, I'm not the type of person that is, you know, I don't need to get my haircut every month. I'm not the type of person that cares that much. Right. So, and that's once again, where like your ego comes into play, what I'm trying to like posture above people that do care a little more about the way they look, you know, this is in my kind of like travel hippie gypsy days. Right. So I realized all I have to do is just change what it is I want to do, change that little storyline. And that's a very small one, right? That's just how often I get a fucking haircut. Um, but the implications that I realized that that has on the rest of my life, you know, in terms of, wait, if this, if this little fucking thing is getting through of just when, how often I get a haircut, what else is going on? What else Am I telling myself as part of my identity that I do, I can or can't do that I literally can just flip that switch? So I have now a big, so, okay, cool, Alex. You know, there's all these, you know, stories. And yeah, 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 I recognize that in myself too. What do I do about it? How do I even recognize them? Um, a big, big thing to do um, is journaling to start. And uh, do it in the mornings, do it in the evenings, maybe in the afternoon when you got a spare minute at lunch, right? Um, I like to do it in the mornings when I can, but, you know, sometimes I wake up a little late or, um, you know, the gym or something where I just, I don't make the time. I have the time. I just don't make the time. Um, And so I'll do it at at lunch. I'll do it in the evening sometimes. I'll just take five minutes and go sit on the front porch. You can go sit on on a bench, sit at your kitchen table and put on, you know, some nice chill music for five minutes and just kind of start writing, write about your day, write about your life. And just, you'll start to notice things that come up. And, you know, if you do five, 10 minutes a day of really just starting to journal about your life, about, um, you know, where it is you've been, where you're going, some things that come up day to day, you'll start to unpack the things that are going on. Um, 
There's some other exercises too that I will uh, mention in the next podcast and I'll put up on my site um, that I'm incorporating into the program as well. Um, they get like a little more in depth. Um, but journaling is really like the best place to start. Of course, meditation is really good if you do float tanks and things like that. Um, but we all know how that goes <laughs> in terms of remaining consistent with meditation and things like that. Um, if, if, if any of you guys can, can, uh, or have stayed up with meditation for, you know, a month or more straight, then my hat is off to you because I find it very difficult to remain consistent with that. Um, but yeah, journaling is a great place to start. So, that is it for today. See, it's been about 12 minutes um, with the nice sound of the lawnmower out back. Uh, there's also like three birds hopping outside my window right now, and one of them has no feathers on its head at all, and it looks like a dinosaur, 100%. Um, so let me know what you guys think about that. Um, I am always available on Instagram, Alex H. Star. Um, of course I'm at rewrite the rules podcast on Facebook. And then my website is alexstar.com where I'm actually releasing some gear as well that I'm kind of messing around with. So I got a really cool logo made. Um, and I'm going to start making some cool shirts like with big, you know, sayings on the front, um, to kind of catch people's attention that I'm trying to fit into, you know, this, this brand. So if anybody has any ideas for that or things they'd like to see on shirts to wear, Shoot them my way. Uh, AlexAlexStar.com is my email. Uh, find me on the website, of course. Um, and hope you all have a good weekend, a good rest of August and September. Um, and I will see you guys on the next one. Toodaloo! Toodaloo!